Fasten your ballots, people, because we're talking about election security. And the question we are asking is, what should the penalty be for elected officials who try to undermine our elections? Welcome to Political Playlist. <laughs> All right. Are we ready, guys? Happy hour. Happy, Happy hour. hour. <laughs> that out. Oh, so God. Can we just start with a basic rule here? Shouldn't election day be a holiday? Yeah. Yeah. Michael, sorry, can you just repeat the question? You said it very quickly. What should the penalty be for elected officials who interfere or try to undermine our elections? I just want to kind of go through some some facts and dispel with some some notions. Hit us with so, some stats. Yeah. yeah so my, uh, uh, just 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 before you start, my lawyer has told me not to answer any questions. <laughs> when when we were up for that Webby Award, I did notice some of the numbers did just not they just didn't add up, did they? I was trying to get no. some of those Russian hackers oh. involved. Yeah. I'll oh. tell you what, we almost know. won the Webby Award. The we stupid sure did. White House did. beat well, us. I blame election Webby security. Yeah. You know? So basically Attorney General William Barr said to date. DOJ have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. Okay. Christopher Ray, the FBI director, said, We have not seen any coordinated national voter fraud in this election, whether by mail or otherwise. Politically, what we're seeing is obviously a number of people on the right take issue with this and and use this now as a galvanizing talking point, which ultimately led to the insurrection on January 6th. That was a very rhetorically driven incident. One of the people who have now come into the crosshairs of this is Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn was one of the, the leading people who participated in the lead up to January 6th. And then he was at the rally, right? Yeah. He spoke at the rally. And he called, uh, you know, he said that the election was a fraud. And this has spurred on a handful of lawyers in North Carolina to basically now allege that Madison Cawthorn is an insurrectionist and he should be barred from running for reelection in North wow. Carolina. COVID fucked everything because <laughs> yeah. the whole the arguments around election security all revolve around the measures that were put in place because we were voting in the middle of a pandemic where people could not go in, in person most of the time where the mail was going very slowly. There was all these things, right? I mean, not to say the obvious, it just like really fucked everything because this was not the hanging chads. This was not oh. something that we... And anyone who's listening to this who's younger than us, maybe remember that. remember that. But like there has not been this discussion. And it's because of the measures that were put in place during COVID that made people A, feel or B, be convinced that there was sort of like malpractice in some sense. It's hard to trust the system when the system has failed us so much. Right. How has the system so, failed in election security? I'm not saying election security specifically. I'm but just saying ways. this is this was something to put in by like the government, right? Uh -huh. And the government has failed us on many other things. So why are we going to believe 
that what they've put in place is protecting us. Anthony, I think the point you're making, which is a sentiment shared by many who have just really responded to the the Republican call that this was a unduly unfair election, is to your point, mm-hmm. there's, they, they are saying, look at how all the ways the government has failed me. And so why am I trusting the government when they say, when, when the FBI died. and the DOJ and CISA director says this was the most safe election we've ever had. I look at election security and border security almost identical. Yeah. I think everyone wants these to be strengthened. Like as an American, yeah, secure yeah. our borders. Of course we want that. You know, election security, yeah, we don't want anyone being involved in that. It's the process of, you know, putting things in place to make sure that's protected. Now, going to someone like a Madison Cawthorn, I've said this many times. I mean, he reminds me of multiple people when I was in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. They say oh, one yeah, thing, they get like riled up. 500%. Like, yeah, they, you know, he's almost like more of like, oh, I'm taking this and just yelling and screaming about it. It's all, I feel like he has a, a, um, an out here. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I just got, I was, Taking this is my workout shake in the morning, and it really <laughs> drove me. You know, it's, the, uh, then, it's the stop the steal yeah. protein powder. Basically, what this this group of lawyers is saying, and they're arguing to the election board that he is not fit to seek re-election. What they're basing this off of is back after the Civil War, a lot of Reconstructionists who were fought for the South turned up in Washington wanting their elected positions back after they just fought in the Civil War against the, the, the U.S. Third section of the 14th Amendment. Oh my God, we're going okay, so deep. I love it. I know. Adopted during Reconstruction was to punish members of the Confederacy who were streaming back to Washington to reclaim their seats. And basically, it allowed for election boards and officials to ban them from seeking re-election. So Hmm. what this group of lawyers is saying to Madison here is based on your actions leading up to and on January the 6th, you incited an insurrection, thereby you are an insurrectionist. And now the burden is on you. And North Carolina, by the way, has very loose uh, laws that puts the burden on the person seeking office to now prove that they are not an insurrectionist. So now wow. Madison wow. Cawthorn has to prove that he is not an insurrectionist. And now this is like floodgates open. That's this feels a cool like a reality, lesson, by the way. Right? They, I mean, like, yeah, honestly, that's crazy. I, that, that's mm-hmm. where, where like state law comes into play so much and yeah. you have no idea about it. Also, that's just historically, wild. though, that fact of of people wanting their jobs back after they fought against everything that the new government stands for. Right. What I think is so funny about that. It just feels like this is like a reality show, right? It's (laughs) like, we have your contestants, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates, Donald Trump. One of them will be able to prove that they are not an insurrectionist. Right. One will they be? are not the best since you're here. Yeah. So on it. So Michael, when you were talking about this, it really made me go back to one of our other conversations when Anna brought up stock trading. Mm. I have yeah. no idea why the government is not run like a public company. Yeah. And has yeah. a human resource center where 
you, when you go into these companies, and I know because I used to work at one, you yeah. sign documents that say if you are ever part of anything that's like remotely negative and bad, like they can fire you. But the difference between a government and a private or publicly private or publicly traded company is when you say, Anthony, something bad, you can't say that a congressperson can't speak their mind. Like that's, I think what Michael's saying is that what is the definition of an insurrectionist, right? right? An insurrectionist is the something bad, but it's very hard to figure out where that line is. And the government doesn't have the same freedoms that a, that a private company does to fight. Okay. So for, for, for instance, yeah. like, I know there's a whole freedom of speech thing. I'm going to go back that to this whole, That whole like thing, I, yeah. Uh, well, that is go what Madison is claiming as a, as a defense here. I'm going to go back to the stock thing. Mm-hmm. If you're at a public company and you want to buy certain stocks, you have to get them approved if they're similar to your companies. And right. to a sense like that, I think we almost need that on misinformation here because where I think this insurrectionist stuff came from is total misinformation right. and people going up there. And once again, these politicians forget that people look at them as true leaders. Like you tell me everything's good or it's terrible mm-hmm. that way. I'm a hundred percent in your right. way. It's like you supporting your, you know, your father, your mother, and them telling you something, you follow it. You're like a child in that aspect. Yeah. Right. So there's a different responsibility mm-hmm. Uh, I think to the American public when you say things, I, I don't I, know. I, I totally agree with you. I'm just literally trying to wrap my head around in this and say this instance with Madison Cawthorn. Right. What is the bad thing? Right. Because the problem is that we have such different definitions depending on where on the political spectrum you lie of what the bad thing is in this respect, right? It's like, do not participate in insurrection. Was January 6th an insurrection? Was it just a protest? I have a a very clear opinion. Yeah, please write us our contract. I think that, um, you know, apropos to the reading of quotes from the intelligence and and, uh, law enforcement officials who empirically came out and, and had the data to support and suggest that there was no, uh, meaningful, uh, fraud, right? What you effectively are having is elected officials falsifying information. It goes back to your misinformation point, Anthony, earlier. And they are actively working, whether they're knowingly or not, actively working to undermine democracy mm-hmm. and undermine free and fair elections. And so I think at that point, and again, we could very easily see this. This is happening among Republicans right now. This could very easily happen among Democrats right. in, in two or four years or whenever. I mean, right? it probably in, will because right. they're going to say because of the restrictions put in place, X number of people weren't able to vote. And, you know. Right. And so I don't think that this I don't think the the First Amendment covers this. I think as an elected official, I right, that you there there this is a very clear I- example of somebody who is very much flirting with if mm-hmm. not crossing the line of their constitutional oath in upholding election results mm. and with our constitutional 
you know, creed of a peaceful transfer of power that I think they ought to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, whether it be banned from elections and or fully held accountable in the, the breadth Legal of the sense. law. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear some comments if, from any sort of listener about yeah. this and what they think, because um, it'd be interesting to get their point of view. And by point totally. of view, I don't want to hear so-and-so as an insurrectionist like give yeah. examples. Right. The idea of all parts of government being weighted equally in all aspects is very, very flawed. And I don't know the way around it, but as we've had this conversation, that's the conclusion that I've come to. I concur. Period. I think I concur too. Wow. Okay. We're all in agreement. Oh my God. See what tequila does. Guys, Aww. this is why when you talk politics, make it a happy hour, do it with friends who have different ideas of what you think, but who are going to challenge you. And then maybe consensus can be reached. 